0: You're listening to Small Steps for Big Goals, the podcast for the heart-centered, highly sensitive business owner. I'm your host, Kate Carter, mindset coach and business mentor. And after three years of coaching and mentoring clients, what I know to be true is small steps lead to big results. If you're feeling completely overwhelmed with the information out there and you know you're ready to go deeper to find out what really is going to support you to move your business forward, then come and join us each week as we delve into an aspect of mindset, energy and strategy which is going to support you in seeing those big results. I am so excited to delve into this with you, so come and join us. Hello and welcome to Small Steps for Big Goals. I hope you are well and you've had a lovely weekend or week, depending on when you are listening to this. We've had some lovely sunshine. I'm really dubious to, to kind of just assume that it's always going to be this way during the summer because I know better. But we've had a lovely, lovely week. And for the first time this year, I picked Sophie up on Monday after school and said, you want to go and get an ice cream and have a walk around one of our nearby lakes, which was just amazing. And it made me chuckle so much because I don't know if you can resonate with this. I love nature. I love water. I find it incredibly calming. It soothes something in my soul. And I forget that Sophie is a seven year old who is incredibly inquisitive. And our intentions for that particular afternoon, should I say, did not match. So I was hoping to have a kind of walk down there, enjoy an ice cream, have some peaceful moments stood on the water and just allowing it to soothe my soul and really just appreciate being in the present moment. And Sophie had a different intention. Sophie's intention was to discover about the ant's nest and discover what bug was on the the kind of, the um, wood that we were stood next to on the water. Um, And I did say to her at one point, can we just have five minutes of relaxing and resting? And I think she lasted all about 30 seconds. So I said, that's okay. What do you want me to have a look at? And we were having a look at ants' nests. And it was just amazing how you could see the little trail of ants going to get their little food and then going back to their little home. Um, And so we had a lovely time, but it wasn't necessarily the relaxed, soul-soothing um event that I was expecting it to be. But it was special and beautiful nonetheless, just because I got to spend some time with Sophie. Um, Jake didn't want to come with us. He did have the height of the ice cream, obviously, um, but he didn't want to come with us because he had his own intentions for that evening, which was to help us. His he has little tasks that he has to do every day. And one of them is to empty the dishwasher. So he was in the middle of doing that and he wanted to finish it. And then he had some homework to finish. So I'm very grateful that I have such a conscientious, hardworking son. Um, He is definitely, however, going through the early teens. He will be 13 in July. And you can just tell that, yeah, there are times when he doesn't want to be around you. (laughs) And that's okay. It is tough, isn't it? And I'm sure if any mums are listening I know we all found it really difficult. I definitely found it difficult at times when they were little and I think we're just having different challenges as they get older. So yeah, lots to learn. I'm always learning as a mum. I would love to hear how you're getting on with that as well because I, you know, it is a constant journey, isn't it? Um one of the conversations that I've had this week with a client I want to bring into this space because I think it's so incredibly useful and it's one of the similarities that I see through teaching and through coaching. And that is the skill of resilience. And I think there's no shame here. I don't think it's a skill we're born with. I think it is something we have to learn and master. But I've seen it stop so many students and I've seen it really get in the way of so many amazing clients as well. So I kind of want to bring it to the forefront. And there's no shame here. There's no judgment. You know that this is a judgment-free zone. It's It's just a space for us to explore and navigate some of the ideas so that you can work out how you feel about things. Are there any aha moments for you and things that you might want to shift or play around with to see what comes up for you? So teaching wise, I think what I found to be so true for so long was that students had this preconceived idea that they were either good or bad at something. It was very kind of fixed mindset. Now, not every student had this. And you could always tell the difference. There were a lot of students who had fixed mindset. And for those people who don't know what a fixed and growth mindset is, a fixed mindset is very much, I know how to do this, I don't know how to do this, and I'm never going to know how to do that, so why do I bother? Or that is very much the attitude that I experienced. A growth mindset, on the flip side of things, is very much, I don't know that yet. How can I learn more about that? And that openness to be able to explore, to know that your brain can actually take on new learning and that it's spongy and it can change. It's not fixed. And so I saw these two two kind of mindsets a lot in teaching And I definitely know that for a very, very long time, I had a fixed mindset. Again, the brain is amazing. So it's something you can change if you do feel like you had a fixed mindset. But I definitely had a fixed mindset. Everything was against me and it was never going to happen. So why do I bother? And those sort of things. I definitely remember feeling like that as a sort of a teenager. And I thought that if you were intelligent and you were just naturally gifted then you would be set for life. And that was amazing if you were that person. I never considered myself that person. I always considered myself quite average, but I worked hard and I always thought that would be enough. And I do believe that working hard isn't a taboo subject. I think we could have a conversation about that on another podcast episode. But I think effort and hard work aren't necessarily bad things but that it needs to go alongside with this more growth mindset. And so what I would find to be so true in the students that I taught would be this, I can't do that and I'm never going to be able to do it. So I'm just not going to try. And I see something similar in clients, but it's not quite as extreme because obviously students, especially 11 to 16 year olds that I taught are very, very abrupt and very to the point. Um, Whereas we kind of, as we get older, we learn how to say things and how to have conversations and and how to say them in a way that it could be useful. And so in clients, I see this as a block that comes up on different events, different situations where they don't feel that things are going their way. And that's okay. We've all experienced that, haven't we? But it's then that the lack of resilience in picking themselves up and thinking, okay, I don't know that yet, or I'm not sure how to do that yet. And so some people I've known just kind of fall back and they stop putting in any effort and they stop trying to move themselves forward. And again, no judgment here. It's just a really interesting observation. And what can we do in this space here that we're talking through to support ourselves and other people in mastering this skill of resilience? What do we need to do in order to see ourselves achieving what we want to do, even when we have these setbacks? Because just as I experienced in teaching, when students had difficult subjects that they had to complete assessments in or exams in, and they found it really tough and they had setbacks, I see the same thing in clients. You know, it would be great if things went smoothly and everything just fit you know, fitted into a nice little box and it was all linear. But we know that that isn't the case. Success isn't linear. A business journey isn't linear. It has its ups and downs and there will be setbacks. I'm really sorry to say if that becomes a big shock. There will be and they may not be huge setbacks. There may be tiny ones or small ones, but it's how we react to those setbacks that is really going to stand you in how you then move your business forward. And it's the same thing in teaching. So I I do have a point here where I keep bringing it back to teaching, I promise. But when I was teaching students, I got very good, bearing in mind that I did this for 16, 17 years full-time, I could see very clearly the students that were going to be okay. And it had nothing to do with their intelligence, their ability, It had nothing to do with that. It had everything to do with their attitude towards what they were learning and how they picked themselves back up when things didn't go well or they got a bad score. It was those students that outperformed every single time. The students that earlier on, you know, in year seven, when they were about 11 or 12 year old, seemed to be the more intelligent or seemed to be the more able They always outperformed those types of students because of their attitude towards their learning. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they were working incredibly hard, although I think effort did have something something to do with it. But it had to do with their whole attitude towards picking themselves up when things didn't go the way that they thought they were going to go. And it's the similar thing in business. The people who last, the people who have sustainable businesses, the people who may take the longest, but the people who get there in the end are those that have a resilient mindset, a growth mindset, the attitude towards what they're learning, where they know they're going to have setbacks, but they also know they can pick themselves back up after and keep moving forward. And Something that's coming up for me as I'm just saying this is there's a growth mindset, there's a resilient mindset, and there's also just doing the same thing over and over again and hoping for a different result. So I just want to clarify the difference between those two things here. I'm not talking about doing the same thing over and over again, which, you know, apparently is the sign of madness, but I'm talking about the resilience towards what you're doing, being able to have a setback, no matter how small or how big and know that you've still got this. And it comes down to a couple of things. A lot of people that I know that are really good at this have a deep self-belief in themselves. And again, I really do believe that that could be cultivated. I don't necessarily think we're all born with it, but they have that in common. So they have a very deep self-trust they have support around them that might be family support, friend support, coach support, but they have that support system around them where they can draw on emotional support, um, more sort of, um, I'm just thinking in terms of motherhood, childcare support, things like that, where they can actually bring those things into play if needs be. And that really supports them then in being able to pick themselves up, look at things in a different way and move forward. So there's a couple of things that I thought would be really useful for me to share with you here on different ways that I think that you can, if you haven't already, really strengthen that resilient mindset, really strengthen that growth mindset. One of them is a really simple, I think such a simple shift, and that is to include the word yet into your language as much as possible. Because if we are... I don't know you personally, but say that you are incredibly fixed mindset, which is, like I said, where I was back when I was a teenager. And so we have to just sort of work our way to neutral. We may not get all the way over to positive. That's okay. But what can we do to get to neutral? And using a word like yet can be incredibly powerful because it's something our brain can latch onto. We still have the same sort of language that we're using. So our brain isn't trying to create brand new language, which we find really uncomfortable or completely out of our comfort zone. But it's a word that we can latch onto and it just allows possibility. It allows a different future. So just by saying the word yet at the end of our sentence can really, really help us. So, for example, If you were really struggling with signing clients and you just kept telling yourself over and over again, I can't sign clients, I can't sign this, maybe it's never going to happen, maybe I'm never going to sign clients, maybe this is just not for me, and that's the language that is constantly going around in your head, and you may be consciously aware of it, it may be subconscious, but one of the things that you can do is bring an awareness to it, as always, is our first step, and then start to include that word yet. So I don't know how to sign clients yet. I haven't figured this out yet because that, like I said, just that little shift there opens up a world of possibilities. It's no longer that extreme of never. It's never going to be this. It's never going to be that. It's it's not there yet. I haven't figured it out yet. And it allows you to build a bit of that self-trust because you can invite in conversations and again conversations with yourself or conversations with other people of i haven't figured this out yet so what can i do and that can be incredibly powerful because then you're looking at options you're looking at ways forward and that can really strengthen that resilience so the word yet can be huge especially if you're having setbacks whether they're minor setbacks or you feel they're major setbacks it really supports that resilient mindset and one of the other things that I could really, I wish that somebody had told me when I was younger, was to have a little bit of self-compassion and to bring an awareness to when we're going into those extremes, when we're going into that all or nothing, it's either all going to happen or it's never going to happen. It's always going to be this way or it's never going to be this way. When we're bringing in that all or nothing, I it's a huge invitation there to kind of shed in the Again, I know I keep saying this, but shed a light on it, shed an awareness around of it and share or show ourselves some compassion around that. Like what's the middle ground? It doesn't have to be all or nothing, but what's the middle ground? And if you're not sure whether you have an all or nothing mentality, one of the ways that I find this so useful is look at other areas in your life to see whether you expect that from yourself in different areas. So I know very personal share here I know for me personally it comes up a lot around exercise and food I'm either going to be on it and be really careful with what I'm eating and exercising or I might as well just go out and eat a cake and so that shows up for me and I can clearly see that it's very conscious I can see how that pops up a lot for me and so I have to kind of remind myself okay Kate where's the middle ground how about you don't go for the cake today not stopping you from having a cake, but maybe you just have, I don't know, what's in between? What do I normally have if I don't want a cake? Um, I've got these little protein bars, which my argument is they've got some protein in as well. So <laughs> probably not the best example, but you can see what I mean here, where you can invite yourself to look at what the middle ground is there. And if you can find it in one area of your life. You can bet that it will pop up in other areas as well. So there's an invitation there to say, Oh, it pops up there. How does this pop up in my business then? When do I think it's not, it's never going to happen in business? So again, a personal share here for me was, you know, back in 2019, 2020 I was trying so hard to get my business off the ground, was having those conversations of this isn't going to work. It's never going to happen. I can't make this work. There must be something wrong with me. I can't be good enough. All of these kind of really extreme thoughts that I wish I'd had the support back then to say, Kate, where's your middle ground? And I didn't obviously getting the support later really helped, but I'm hoping that this resonates with you. So you can look at your own business and go, where do I go into the extreme? Where do I think it's never going to happen? And never is one of those great, you know, I love language, one of those great sort of trigger words that can enable you to shine a light on that area and think, actually, yeah, I do say never a lot in that particular way. Or I'm always saying it's always going to be like this. Where are you using that language in your business? And what is that meaning for you? Does it mean that you give up on something? Does it mean that you jump from strategy to strategy? Does it mean that you keep messing around with your pricing? Like where does it show up and what is it representing for you? Because that will enable you again to pick a middle ground. Not only in the way that you talk to yourself, but in what you're actually doing in terms of action. So I'm hoping that really, really lands with you. So you've got the word yet and you've got the awareness of when you go into extremes and how you can bring yourself back to a middle ground. And I find these two things incredibly powerful. They're small shifts, which obviously, you know, I love, hence the title of this podcast. But I think they can be small shifts that can be really incredibly powerful in what they show and what they reveal to you, and then what you get to shift as a result. How can you talk to yourself differently? Remember, the biggest and most important conversation that you will have ever had is the one with yourself, and it starts from there. So how can you use slightly different language when you're having that internal dialogue and you've got that awareness around it? How can you bring yourself into a middle ground? Again, once you've gained some awareness around where it pops up for you in your business. And just see how that changes the way that you look at moving forward. And the last thing I want to say, because I know this has been so powerful for me and for my clients, is look at what is working and build from there. So, so often we look for the problems. We look at the, those extremes. That's not working. This isn't working. I'm going to give up. It's never going to happen, Etc. We bring ourselves to a middle ground. And then one of the most powerful things you can ask yourself is what is working right now? And how can I build on that? Because we forget we are geared towards looking for the negative and looking for the problem. That's who we are as humans. It's how we survive. There's no guilt in that. There's no shame. It's just the way that we are. But once we know that, we can question it and we can ask ourselves a different question. It is just, I mean, coaching is incredibly powerful, but that is what coaching is. It's asking different questions so that you can see different possibilities. And so asking yourself what is working well can be just incredibly empowering and enable you to look at your business differently and go, oh my God, that is working quite well. I had a really good conversation with so-and-so. Um, I've had more people reach out. Just little things that you can then use as your foundation to grow. Okay. So that's really, you know, I don't know, say for example, you're having, you've had some really good DM conversations and they haven't necessarily led to a client yet, but they have been, Happening more so than they did six months ago. That is something that is working. So, how can you develop that? How can you go deeper so that you can start to convert clients that way if that is something that feels good for you? So, just an opportunity there to look and to flip the way that you may be looking at your business and look at the things that are working well as well for your foundation to build on for the future. Okay. I will be back next week with some more small steps and I look forward to speaking to you then. Have a lovely week. Bye. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to this week's podcast with me, Kate Carter. I appreciate you so much. If you enjoyed this show, then please leave a review. Every month, I will pick a winner for a free 50-minute coaching session with me. Also, if you know someone who could benefit from listening to this podcast, then please share and help me reach more new entrepreneurs who could benefit from learning their own small steps to take.